The way we consume and share news today it is largely rooted in social media outlets. The reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues of trends for our daily social media minute. We're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. All right. Uh, let's jump into unfortunate entertainment gossip. It seems uh, Hwang Young-ung has become a namesake, I believe, one of the more popular trot stars in South Korea. And so this is most unfortunate. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if you've been following the show. I'm, I'm wondering how many of our listeners are familiar with the mm. TV show Glowing Trotman. Mm. Um, singer Hwang Yong-ung has been singing uh, in the show mm. and uh, he has recently been embroiled in a whole lot of controversy related to bullying issues. Mm. And uh, he has asked the public for forgiveness for the assaults that uh, he was accused of having formerly conducted. Okay, so he took the steps and he asked for forgiveness. Now, is that enough? Will obviously be fiercely debated mm. and the public will have to, well, deliver their consensus. Huang has been on the news, just in case you missed the memo, on a pretty much daily basis and in kind of the worst light possible. He's been accused of bullying incidents uh, dating back years, it seems, and it only recently began to surface online. That's right. Um, you know, uh, he is now a finalist in the music competition reality show. He's been embroiled in controversy after several accusations surfaced mm. online uh, regarding his past conduct. Um, there was a, a YouTube video that was posted on the 24th, and uh, under the video, there was a, a, a response, a man who claimed to have witnessed uh, Hwang Young-ung beating up a neighbor and fellow classmate uh, with autism. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is just one of the many incidents that have since been shared on social media. There was a, a drunk incident when he mm -hmm. apparently punched somebody uh, quite badly. Again, uh, there, there are several accusations at present. Now, he has shared an apology on his social media, uh, saying that he deeply apologizes to everyone to whom he's caused inconvenience and trouble in the past. Um, he said, quote, what I've done wrong in the past is, does weigh heavily on me, but I do have the will to live a new life. Um, the singer went on to explain that he was in fear and pain in every moment while shooting the show. And he said that he wants to put everything down and disappear even in this moment. And then he goes on to mention his mother, uh, whom he describes as having spent her whole life supporting her foolish son, as well as his grandmother who took care of him, um, you know, growing up. Now, he concluded by asking people for their forgiveness for his past misconduct. Um, he's basically asking them to give him one more chance to be a better person. Okay, and the public will need to deliver, but from where I stand, the bullying is such a big social issue. There is kind of a zero tolerance policy. I always believe in second chances, but we always have to take into account not just the apology, yeah. but how severe are these accusations, right? 
Um, I read this one newspaper article. I mean, there's so many newspaper articles, right, right. Um, you know, you know, talking about this incident and, uh, you know, about the controversy surrounding Huang. Uh, there were hundreds of uh, responses mm. under the news, this one newspaper article. And people, uh, it, it doesn't look like people will be forgiving anytime mm. soon. Mm. And the fact that he's now a finalist and... Uh, <sighs> I think the filming for the final episode yeah. is done as well. And whether uh, the, the network will decide to go ahead and, uh, you know, broadcast the episode, we don't know yet. Mm. Uh, there are also a lot of accusations surrounding the fact that there was favoritism mm. uh, involved uh, in the show. And uh, it's just, a, there's there's a lot of buzz around uh, this particular singer. I'm sure this is not the last time we're talking about him either. Okay, so how will the production crew for Glowing Trotman respond? That's also seemed to be an important marker. I mean, they kind of get a little bit more leeway because they're a cable network. Uh, there are different standards as opposed to terrestrial channel. Yeah. However, the standards are high from, of course, viewers that request... Uh, not this level of misconduct, I don't think, even if they are That's just right. accusations at this point. But the production crew has okay. apologized, you know, okay. saying, uh, you know, mm. you know, we did conduct, we did all our due diligence, but mm. yet uh, something like this, it's we couldn't you foresee know, that something like this. Exactly, could exactly. But they right. did. Uh, you know, apologize on his behalf to the viewers. All right, that's a good start. We'll have to wait and see the fate of Huang. Uh, let's move on. For now, the second key word of the day. Entertainment is not always written with... Uh, gossip and controversy. It does have some good news. In fact, when New Jeans debuted, uh, I believe at one point they were dubbed Mini Jeans Girls because it was the brainchild of this successful, yep. two decades strong veteran brand director. That's right. So Adore CEO Mini Jin has been selected as a female leader who had a great influence on the global music industry last year. Uh, she was listed on the 2023 Billboard Women in Music, uh, along with uh, Shin Sung Jung, who leads the training and development team, or a short, uh, in short, a TND team at Hive. And uh, the, the list was actually unveiled yesterday on the Billboard official website. So Billboard's Women in Music is a list of female artists, creators, producers, and executives who have had a great influence in the music industry throughout the year. Mm. And considering what's happening with Hive, Kakao, and SM, you get the gist of it. I mean, some people have asked, should someone like Mini Jin, who has vast experience in both SM and under the umbrella of Hive, mm -hmm. get to have a higher position? That's up for debate. But let's review her career because yeah. it, it stretches two decades from what I understand. She's yes. responsible for creating the likes of certain looks for Girl Generation, EXO, to name a few. Yeah, that's right. She is known as a, a genius creative director <laughs> here in K-pop. You mentioned she has a two-decade career mm. under her belt, and she has some impressive names mm. in her portfolio, including you mentioned Girls' Generation, mm. Shiny, EXO, FX, Red Velvet is another one. Yeah, you know, for she, which for which uh, she was uh, the art director under SM Entertainment, and she was the creative mind behind the colorful skinny jeans yeah. trend by Girls' Generation. Mega hit G back in 2009. Mm. Uh, the school uniform look of boy band EXO in Growl. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
10 years ago in 2013 and the concept of red velvet that established this like new unique feminine image for k-pop girl groups and then in 2019 she joined hive which was uh, obviously still is the powerhouse behind bts and uh, as a chief brand officer she established her label adore mm. which stands for all doors one room and new jeans is the first act to come from the new agency and uh, they've been super successful so far. It's funny because I thought uh, following the footsteps of Blackpink, I know they're different agencies, but what I mean is because Blackpink does something so inherently different for girl groups in Korea, I thought, how can you outdo that? And they just went a completely different route and the branding was something sweet, something of a throwback to the 90s and it was entirely unique and I thought, who's the genius behind this? There you have it, Mean. You know, uh, of the four largest entertainment firms here in South Korea, which include SM Entertainment, JYP, YG, and Hybe, she's the only woman to receive an annual salary of over 500 million won, mm. uh, which is around $381,000. And uh, she was also featured on Variety's list of women that have made an impact on global entertainment. This was last year in okay. March. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, she's here to stay. Let's see what happens in this big transition for both Hybe and SM. And finally, on to our last story of the day. Dozens of cats in Marado to be removed from the island. I wonder why. What are they trying to preserve? Yes. So at the southern end of the Korean Peninsula is a small island called Marado. And the island is home to hundreds of migratory birds. You know, they come here after completing a long journey every spring. And, um, you know, it's estimated that there are only 5,000 to 10,000 Japanese merlets left in the world. And uh, they come to this island and uh, they build nests in steep places like cliffs. They lay Mm. one or two eggs. And the island is a safe natural habitat for these birds to survive. But these birds are now in the danger of becoming extinct because of an ecological disturbance. Cats. Uh, And uh, they are an invasive species. They were brought to the island of Marado by humans to fight off rats, actually. (laughs) And uh, the cat population has grown in number very, very quickly Mm. through food given by islanders. And as a result, they're causing serious damage to these bird populations visiting the island every year. Now, some of these birds are listed as vulnerable on the International Union for Conservation of Nature's red list. Um, And so what happened is just yesterday, work began on the island to remove uh, these street cats uh, from the island. Mm. And, uh, you know, teams have been sent to the island to prepare for the removal. I think the mobilization of the cats out of the island takes place tomorrow. They're going to be moved to the main island of Jeju-do. Okay, so of course, quite questions are raised. We understand uh, to keep uh, those endangered birds out of arms range from these street cats, they need to remove them. But what happens to them afterwards? Yeah, that's a concern as well. Uh, they will be temporarily protected okay. at the Wildlife Conservation Center of Jeju National University, it's a veterinary college, and then they'll be moved into a protective facility at the Jeju World Heritage Center. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this kind of issue 
issue is not unique to Marado. Mm. Countries like Australia and New Zealand, which are island countries, have been facing similar challenges mm. for close to 100 years. You know, destruction of ecosystems by foreign species from Europe has been a major headache for these countries. And there have been cases in which native creatures have gone extinct as a result. Okay, so it is a blaring red flag that conservationists can't ignore. Uh, cats are often mentioned as targets for extermination because of that very reason. They're easy to become predators on islands where there are originally no predators. Exactly. Now, experts, including uh, local ecologists, have taken a serious look at the situation in Marado. And uh, some animal rights groups are now arguing that neutering is enough to stop the damage. Mm. But experts share a common view that it is not. So a cat's fertility apparently is so dominant that neutering alone could lead to the extinction extinction of some of these birds within the next 20 years. Okay, so it's not enough. More has to be done. Okay, okay. So I I do wonder, how many cats are there now then on the island? Yeah, they're they're anywhere between 60 and 100, according (sighs) to uh, reports. Uh, The latest option to operation to move the cats out of the island excludes cats that live with owners Uh, on the island. Well, that's pretty self-explanatory. And now let that be a warning. I mean, this is why there are signs, don't feed the street cats and so Mm -hmm. on for it. Let nature run its courts. Initially, you think that might sound cruel, but it's not really, is it? Yes. Thank you very much, Erica, for the insightful conversation. As always, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Have a great day. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.